Welcome to another episode of On the Clock NFL Draft Podcast. I'm Damian Parson. That's my guy, Eugene Holt. It is Wednesday night, brother. We are a couple days away from the Senior Bowl. This is your Senior Bowl Senior Bowl preview show. And we're going to be talking all things, everything Senior Bowl, talking these draft prospects as we get closer to the NFL Draft week by week, day by day. Uh, before we get started, I want to tell everyone, thank you so much for tuning in with us. Thank you so much for sharing our content continue to do that find us on itunes leave us a review if you got if there's something that you want us to fix or get better with let us know yep. we don't know what, what works for you guys unless you speak out to us so definitely hit us up there um but yeah eugene what's going on with you bro yeah but yeah yeah on, on that yeah if, and even if we suck tell us we suck let exactly. us know i mean let us know something yeah but, uh, <laughs> but how are you doing bro I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm ready for this uh, senior bowl. I've been keeping up with these practices. I've been reading tweets like a madman. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for Saturday. Facts, facts. Me too, me too. Um, it, it's going to be it's going to be a good a good game to watch, and a lot of intriguing storylines, a lot of things to pay attention to, and a lot of prospects that, of course, already have the names and already have the hype. But then guys mm-hmm. that you, you know, we see it every year. That guy that, that comes out of nowhere a couple of years ago was Kareem Hunt. The first time I yep. heard of Kareem Hunt was in the Senior Bowl. And he, watching him, his contact balance, his power, his quickness, his, elus- his elusiveness, all he was a total package. And I'm like, mm-hmm. who is this guy? So I went back, popped on this tape at Toledo, and I was like, okay, this kid's the real deal. And you saw, yeah. you know, before he got in trouble, well, you know, when he was on the cheap with Alex Smith and for majority of his uh, his second season with um, Patrick Mahomes and his and his first year as yeah, a starter, he, he complete beast. And I will say this as a Patriots fan, if Kareem Hunt is in the AFC championship game last year, they beat us. They win. I'm telling yeah, you right they now, win. they yep. defeat the Patriots and they go on to the Super Bowl. And, and I think they win it against the Rams. Just saying. Yeah. But, Yep. Um, but nonetheless, man. So it's like I said, it's a fun. It's always a fun time when you get uh, get to the Senior Bowl. But this may be. I want to see what you how you feel about it. Is this probably the biggest when it comes to the Super Bowl? Uh, come down to uh, Senior Bowls. When you look at the, the rosters, the collection of talent, and the big names, have you seen more big any more big names than the ones we have here this weekend? I can't remember. I don't think last year was like this. And I don't think the year before was like this. I, a lot of kids got named to the Senior Bowl, but these kids are actually going to practice and playing. A lot of people, a lot of kids, like the agent tell you, shut it down, shut it down to the draft. These kids ain't shutting it down. Only thing I see is only like four, four kids that's not participating. And that's just because of uh, injuries. But it's a lot of talent, and that speaks to the depth of this draft. It's it's not just a wide receiver, cornerback draft. It's other players here. That that are really good and like it's just a whole bunch of names that send you right back to the tape. Like, who is this guy? Where does he come from? Facts. And, and, and um, I'm, you know, we're gonna talk about a few of those guys because people, you know, one thing about us is that we want to bring bring the highlight and we want to highlight and bring some notoriety to the names of these under the radar prospects that a lot of people don't know about, haven't watched yeah. tape on, or haven't talked about. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. We're going to talk about our senior bowl watch list, guys that we yes. are paying attention to on Saturday and, and even in these practices, man. So um, I'm going to let you go ahead and start off and we're going to just rotate, alternate. You give one, I give one, and we just keep going right. with it. Um, until we move on to the next topic. So I'm going to let you start. Who's uh, the first person on your watch list? Uh, first person I got on my watch list is Neville Gallimore. Uh, 6'2", defensive tackle from Oklahoma. This kid is, he, he's an athlete. He's an athlete. He is, he talked about, he get off the ball so fast. When you pop on his tape, he the first one off the ball every time. Every time he first went off the ball, a lot of times at Oklahoma they had him uh, reading and reacting more so than attacking. But you seeing it now, him in one on ones, and you see it with the position that they're putting him in in these senior bowl practices. He is he he shoots the gaps and he's he's a four three penetrating gap penetrating uh, defensive tackle because you got to put that type of you got to put that type of burst and that strength and that speed you got to put that to use in like attacking the quarterback you, he, he's not somebody you want sitting there reading the quarterback or holding up blocks for a linebacker or something like that he's going to go he's going to go and get it 
I like I like that that you know that that choice there because Neville Gallimore and a lot of people you know everyone know knew and knows that the Oklahoma defense was not a good defense. They were better mm-hmm. than 2018, but in 2019 they were still a bad defense. They still struggled with teams they shouldn't struggle with. Baylor, they you know different things like that. They lost I think it was Kansas State and you know they, they they're not a good they were not a good defense, but. No. When I looked, you know, watching, the, they have a few players. Um, and, and, of course, I'm working on, I have a thread up for him on Twitter as well as I have his scouting report done this week. Kenneth Murray. Yeah, Kenneth Murray. Um, you know, He's a player. Inside linebacker. But also, Neville Gallimore, Neville Gallimore was the first guy to pop up the screen to me. And I remember yeah. watching, I was sitting there watching him, and I think it was a Texas game. And I was like, man, this guy in the middle is just, like, blowing stuff up. He, he's unblockable at times and yeah so I, I, I went when i was watching kenneth murray's tape this past week uh week or so there uh, i'm watching it and then i'm as i'm watching uh the replay of a play he made um <laughs> i saw neville gallimore hit one of the like for him to be because when you say 302 a lot of people may not think that that's you know well you know you got some some more athletically toned and slender Frame yeah. three hundred. No, this this is a big strong guy here. This is a yeah. big strong grown man, and to watch him, his quickness. He's gonna test for for a three hundred plus pounder. He's gonna test pretty yep. well. I'm telling you right now. Very and, good. And Very he good. has he he has a, a, a insane spin move when he's rushing the pass. Oh so yeah, I've seen I, it. I cannot wait to see him get into an NFL scheme that's gonna say, mm-hmm. "Hey, big fella, go get it." We're not going to hold because what you're talking about with, with, with how they made him read and react, that's what Bill Belichick does to his defensive line. And that's why Chandler Jones became such a stud after getting away from after him. After he left. That's why yep. Akeem Hicks became such an integral um, piece to that defense in Chicago, even before Khalil Mack got there, because mm-hmm. they allowed him to penetrate. They allowed him to be aggressive and go after the ball. Exactly. Bill Belichick yeah. says, hey, no, I want you to read, react. We can't give up. No, Listen, that's what. That's why that bend don't break crap is stupid to me. So oh, yeah. I when it. I look at Gallimore, like you said, I can't, you know, with him being in that type of uh, – the way that they use him and they, and they made him read his keys and everything, that's fine. Read and react, but I want you to be able to get upfield. It's third and 18. I don't need you to be wondering, is there a, you know, is there a draw play? Come, no, I want you to get yeah. after the quarterback and Go make a play. It. Go get yeah, the exactly. ball. Yeah, like if it's, it's third and long. I don't care if you read in the running back. I don't care what the running back is going to do. He's, he's not going to get 18 yards. I want him shooting straight up. I want him making that quarterback piss his pants, move him off his spot, and make him throw an interception, or you go knock him down. Exactly. That's what I that's 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 my that's my preference for defensive tackles. I like I like attacking style defenses. I like go and get it. And this kid, he he he's better he's better served going and getting it. Yeah, exactly. That's how that's how I feel about it as well. That's exactly how I feel mm-hmm. about it. Um one of the guys in my the first guy on my list, um Man, for me, like I'm looking at KJ Hill from from Ohio State. Watching some of the uh, some of the work he's he he's done in one on ones, he's probably been the most unguardable receiver in senior bowl practices. We know that he's got speed. We know that he mm-hmm. is a shifty guy. But man, his releases at the line of scrimmage, his hands, like he he's looked really good so far through the first yeah. uh, day or two of practice. And I want to see him. Uh, I want to see how he plays this week, um, th- this weekend, and you know he's a guy that right now in a loaded receiver class. Like, yeah, and we talked about this. Bucky Bucky Brooks said, I, I don't think I said it last week on the show, but Buck, I was listening to Bucky Brooks and um, Daniel Jeremiah. Bucky Brooks said a couple weeks ago on their uh, the Movie Six podcast, he said, in in a in a wide receiver class that we have right now, why should yes Jerry Judy and C D Lamb are phenomenal receivers. Yeah. But, but, hear hear this. If I can grab a great defender or a great offensive lineman or even a quarterback if I need one, Mm -hmm. and and if I do have a needed receiver, why can't I get K.J. Hill in the third round and possibly 
Van uh, Van Jefferson, who I'm who's also on my list. I'll talk about him later. Uh, Van yeah. Jefferson in in the in, in the maybe forefront depends on how you test. How, why can't I double dip and get two receivers for one instead of taking yeah. that one guy and missing yep. out on? You know what I'm saying? If if a team has a need for a linebacker, I don't want to miss out on Kenneth Murray or or, or whoever no. the case may be. You know, if Isaiah Simmons fell, I'm on the board like, man, we really need the receiver. I'm getting Isaiah Simmons if I have a, if I even have just a small hole in my, if I have a, a hole at safety, strong safety, I'm getting Isaiah Simmons and I'm using him exactly. as a viper. <laughs> so yeah, it, that's yeah. just what I'm going to do. Yeah. So yeah, I got two, I got two theories. Maybe this might be for, this might be an idea for another show, but my whole thing is, because given how deep wide receiver is, like, ask yourself, what's the difference between T. Higgins and Denzel Mims? Mm. Like, are they that far apart to where you have to have T. Uh, T. Higgins in the first round and you can't wait till hey, late second like and the that. third? I like that a lot. I, I like what you think, bro. They do, they do the same thing. And athletically, they are not far apart. Denzel Mims may be even a little bit better athlete. Mm-hmm. And my uh my second thing was I got a theory on this draft coming. I think it's going to be a run on defensive linemen because it ain't a lot of them. No. And you got to get them up top. Yes. Because if you wait until the late second, third round, they're not there. The talent drops off. And I think it's going to be a run in the first round on defensive ends, and it's going to push some of these receivers way down. You're going to get a good – I get I, – I guarantee I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say it's going to be a wide receiver taken in the fourth round. That's probably going to get you 800 to 1,000 yards next season. I mean, look at what we saw this year, though. You know what I'm saying? DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin. You know what I'm saying? Preston Williams was having a a solid season before he got hurt. There's two – and we know it's a passing league. So I'm saying that's why I I said – that's why I brought that up because I felt like it would be a good talking point. If I can mm-hmm. get KJ Hill in the fourth, maybe even the fifth, they're going to be receivers, man. That you're going, that yeah. people are going to get in the fifth round. And yeah, I'm not guys. We're not saying that they're going to become rookie of the year guys immediately. They're not going to become all pro receivers off the. But they're going to help the their jump. team. Exactly. Exactly. I don't care. You look at KJ Hamler, KJ. Yeah. Come on, man. Jalen Rager. Like there's so many guys, so yes. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If 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 Ceedee Lamb and Jerry Judy are there, and I need a premier offensive tackle, Tristan Wirfs is on the on the. On, I, I kept seeing people talk about mm-hmm. the Arizona Cardinals should get a receiver. Um, no, not in the first round. I'm getting that offensive tackle. Protect Kyler Murray, man. Protect him. Resign Kenyon Drake. You know, if you want to keep Kenyon Drake and have him and David Johnson be a two-headed monster, yeah. do that. But exactly. But and didn't the Cardinals and... uh, draft Hakeem Butler last yes. year? You got Hakeem Butler coming back. Give you him got a chance. Andy Isabella that you want to work. That you want to see what he can do. <laughs> Christian, right, Christian. <laughs> You got Christian Kirk. All right, listen. The midget, midget yeah. burner. Mid, midget burner, bro. For, you know, and, and I'm not going to lie. NFL needs to, t- they need to tell the truth. At the NFL combine last year, they completely lied about that man's four, his 40-yard dash. He was not 4-3-3 or 4, whatever he was. He was like more of a 4-3-5, 4-3-6. Because on the simulcast, uh, he lost to DK Metcalf. Because he DK Metcalf was a four three three, they said yeah. that Andy Isabel was a four three one after the initial initially said he was like a four four five or something like that. I said you come back, and, and you made that type of mistake, and now he's a four three one. Come on, man, he was a four three six at best, but he is fast. Yeah. But he's a midget, he's a midget burner. But still, yeah. you got him. You got Christian Kirk, who's a good young receiver. Larry Fitzgerald mm-hmm. is pro. I, I think Larry Fitzgerald plays at least not just twenty twenty. I think he plays twenty twenty one possibly, and that's it. But you yeah. have um, Andy, you know, not Andy, but uh, you have Hakeem Butler coming back. Get yourself Tristan Wirfs, uh, the, the, you know, left left tackle. He could be right tackle, whatever you want to put him, whichever side you want to put him on. Out of Iowa, protect your investment. You you took a first round yeah. pick on him. Protect him. Exactly. But... What what good is a receiver if you can't throw it to him? Exactly. Yeah, your butt. Exactly. Uh, oh, but quick, a quick, quick note on uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Shout out to him for becoming part owner of the Phoenix. Oh yeah, Suns. yeah, big. That's, that's goat stuff, man. That's goat stuff, right? Yeah, there, that is awesome. I thought that was dope. I thought, but so, um, too. yeah, but yeah, these um, 
them, 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 that, them, the Cardinals, I would say, yeah, protect, protect Kyler because you don't want him running around. No. You want him throwing from the pocket. That's what you, that's what you want him to do. Exactly. So, I mean, like I said, I know we went off topic a little bit, guys, but it's all know, right? <laughs> y'all know what we do here. We, you know, we, we like to discuss things, but, um, yeah, we, but yeah, we talk that tough. Like I said, with this class, KJ Hill is possibly, I want to see what he runs at the combine for sure. Um, mm-hmm. to see how fast he, he, he will uh, time and clock in. But still, yeah, mm-hmm. he's a good receiver, a guy you can put in the slot, a guy who possibly who, who could definitely give you some, um, some be an asset on special teams as well. So that's all I'm saying. Give it time. You know, I want to see how he plays this weekend. Um, who's next on your list? Um, next on my list, let's see, I'm going to bounce around on my list. Uh, I'm going to uh, – Kyle Duggar, mm-hmm. the uh, safety – out of Lenore Ryan, um, everybody thinks he's a. I think he could translate to linebacker, but then I looked at his measurables. It came in a little bit smaller than I thought. They was telling him six two two twenty. He's six feet even two seventeen. Not that big of a difference, but he is a he's a NFL caliber athlete though. Yeah, and like for me, with the way the way linebacker. Is going now. I, I'm putting him at weak side linebacker because at these at these uh, at these practices, he's showing that he can cover. He can cover slot receivers. He can cover cover backs out of the backfield. He can cover tight ends. And for me, I'm like, I'm looking. I'm honestly, I'm looking for a poor man's uh, Isaiah Simmons. That's what I'm looking for. True. And if if he can be that, then I'm all then I'm all for it. And because all he has to do. Is are we've already seen that he can compete with a higher level of talent? Now, can he get the technique? Because I mean, nothing against uh, Lenore or nothing like that, but I doubt that they're teaching him a whole lot of anything. Because uh, you know, no. well, yeah, <laughs> you never know. But then, but then again, I only question his development because they had him playing five different positions there. I mean, he played wide receiver, running back, kick returner. Linebacker and safety, so it's you. He, they, he never honed in on one thing and mastered one skill. Exactly. So once he gets into uh, NFL training camp, he's gonna have position coaches drilling everything into his head over and over again. I'm expecting him to master that position, and his athleticism is going is going to show. But I think he is. I think he's he's one to keep an eye on. I think he's going to be a good one. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I'm I'm gonna stick with the small school feel here. And I'm gonna go to St. John's uh, offensive guard Ben Barch. Um, mm. You know when you when you look at the NFL and, and where, where where are all games won and lost the trenches in the man. trenches. You, yes. you know what I'm saying. And and right now and we saw this with um with, with the Patriots and with the Rams when the Rams lost Roger and a lot of people because it's not a sexy name or sexy position a lot of people did not believe that the loss of 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 Roger Saffold and John Sullivan on that offensive line was mm-hmm. going to play a big part. A lot, a lot of people put everything towards you know, when it comes on the Todd Gurley and the, and the run game not being skill there. Skill positions you know, the skill position. Yeah, they say, well, you know, um, Todd Gurley was, wasn't healthy. Excuse me, he wasn't healthy. Well, I would say he was healthy enough if he had an offensive they line like an offensive line. Exactly. So you want to be able to, you know, and, and to, to block, and when I look at Ben Barch, he's six six, three oh five. You know, he, he, he's a well, he's a yeah, good size. He's a well built, nice frame um, kid. So I want to see how he plays. Like I said, he's playing the St. John's. I want to see how he fares. And I'm looking, I was looking at him in practice today, and he looked he looks pretty solid being able to go up against some of these SEC, ACC guys. Look at these bigger, um, bigger school guys that are used to playing against their caliber of talent week in and week out if he can go in there and, and get his reps and, and shut down some of these guys all i'm mm-hmm. saying is that'll be big for his stock not saying that he'll jump up to the second round or anything but if you can get him because we, we all know the terms swing tackle you know having that third tackle that can play left yeah. or right mm-hmm. listen swing guards baby you need a guy but what's so crazy yes. When I saw him, I initially I didn't even know he was a guard. I saw him and I thought he was a tackle. 
That's how he was shaped. You know, being yeah. that six six three oh five three ten type of frame, you know, he, he you know, he's got some power to him. Uh you know, a frame that can he can fill out and maybe ten pounds of muscle to where he's more three fifteen ish, maybe three twenty, um at six six with with his body and his frame fill it out. I'm just saying, yeah. you could have yourself a developmental guy. That and mm-hmm. what I want to see, I want to see a mean streak from him. Can, when they, when you run the ball, can you move people? Be a people mover, man. Be a PM, a people mover. That's all I want exactly. to see. You know, protect your quarterback, but move guys off the ball. Give your running back some running lanes. Yeah, that's a that's a big thing for me when I'm looking at guys in the trenches. Like, can you move another man against his will? Like, can you just grip somebody up and say, "I'm going to take you that way," and there's nothing you can do about it? That's the first thing I look like look at because in the NFL, these guys are bigger, stronger than these teenagers you've been manhandling in the school. Right. These guys are big and strong, so you gotta have that natural strength to you when you when, to be successful in the trenches in the NFL. And another thing uh, with that with the versatility for offensive linemen, that's another new thing that's that's happening in the league now. You gotta be able to play one uh, more than one position. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing here in Philly that uh, the Eagles preach. They don't have anybody on the roster that only plays one position. They cross-train their guys as soon as they bring them in. Like everybody, you're either a guard-slash-tackle or you're a guard-slash-center. And if you're a tackle, you play both sides. And that's uh, and like a guy like uh, Halapulavati Vaitai, he's, he's a free agent right now. But he got he went in the fifth round of the twenty sixteen draft. He's a big, slow, strong guy. Mm-hmm. They he was a right tackle. They taught him how to play left tackle. Now they and then this year they taught him how to play right guard. And now he he's a free agent. He's going to make a ton of money, right? Because yeah, he because he is he's not a uh, you know he's not he's not no world beater or anything like anything like that. But he's a solid starter at, and and that can solidly start at three different positions on the line. He's going to make a ton of money. But um that's that's another thing I look for in uh in offensive linemen because because can you play one position and can you play more than one position well? That's why that's what brings me to my next guy, uh Hakeem Adeniji, uh left tackle out of Kansas. He is, he moves his feet um he reminds me a little bit of uh, your left tackle for the Patriots. Uh, Isaiah Wynn? Oh, yeah. I loved him coming out. I thought he was a stud. They say he was too short to be a tackle. He yeah, shouldn't be a guard that, or something bro, like that. He plays tackle just fine. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I, yo, he. I loved him coming out. And this guy, I'm not saying he's of that caliber of Isaiah Wynn, but he, he, he moves his feet like Isaiah Wynn does. He's got that athleticism. He can move around. Like speed rushers are not going to give him trouble he's six five three hundred knock on him is oh he's got short arms he's got tyrannosaurus rex arms he should move inside my thing is he's been playing he's been playing left tackle since 2016 ain't nobody took his job yet he ain't he ain't been so bad where they had to bench him yet so leave him at left tackle and if they want to slot him in the guard let him slide in the guard because he's going to be a monster at guard too. I mean, the more positions you can play, the better. And this kid looks like he's got the versatility to do it. I like that. I like, and you make a good point. Like I said, if you if you want to slide in the guard, go ahead. But one thing I you know I was I remember hearing, um, you know, a couple years ago was with a when we have offensive linemen. Guys like Isaiah Wynn, if Isaiah Wynn went to a different team with a different offensive line coach, they bump him inside, and you don't see mm-hmm. what you have at tackle. And he's a good young tackle, man. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. got, you know, one, of course, he, he didn't really have much of an injury history in, the, uh, in, in, in college at Georgia. Then he got hurt in the preseason. Then he got hurt early in the season. He came back uh, towards the middle of the season, and definitely it was a big boost, you know, on the left side, Brady felt a little more comfortable than mm-hmm. having Marshall Newhouse, uh, the walking turnstile on the left-hand side of him. <laughs> but when, when, before you put a guy, you know, just because you feel as if they don't ask, uh, measure up legitimately from their measurables um, to play left tackle, at least give them a chance in practice to go up against your starting D-line. How do they yeah. fare? If they fare well against your starters, who six foot five, six foot six starting tackle struggle with, if they fare yeah. well enough, then that means they can play tackle. Exactly. Simple as that. 
So I'm, exactly. I'm with you, man. Give him a shot. If he yeah. fails, then you bump him inside. And say, listen, I got an all pro guard caliber guy. I got a guy that's mm-hmm. a, that's a that can be a legitimately that legitimately can be a guard, a starting guard, and, and, and we can use that. So exactly. you can never have you can never have too many offensive linemen. And if you exactly. develop if you develop enough of them. You can use oh, it yeah. for trade bait. <laughs> like, you know what I'm, exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah, because everybody trade. always needs an offensive line. Exactly. Um, yeah. Next on my list. Plus, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. And plus, these defensive ends ain't getting bigger. They're getting smaller. And talk about it. Talk about <laughs> it. These defensive fronts are getting smaller every yeah. year, man. Yeah, you're not, you're not going against somebody that's 6'5", 290 at defensive end no more. No, you're getting 6'3", 265. Exactly. So it's like, 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 what's going on, man? You got, like you said, you know, with linebackers, they're getting smaller. It's, you know, mm-hmm. the only per, only people that are out there deploying six, uh, six, three, six, four, two hundred sixty pound linebackers is uh, yeah. Bill Belichick. That's why he, they, they can't cover tight ends. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, that's so you know, that's the only person that's still doing that dumb junk. But at the, yeah. same, at the same time, when I look at it, man, they're getting smaller. So you got a guy. That you can put inside and let them let them maul people, man. Yeah. Uh, next on my list, I'm going. Wide, mm-hmm. I'm sticking with wide receivers, man. Courtney mm-hmm. Davis from Love Texas A and M. I get a little bit of Stephon Diggs feel from him. I get a Stephon mm-hmm. Diggs feel from him, and, yeah. and when I look at him, man, he's six two, two hundred pounds. You know, it, it, his footwork is so crisp, so yeah. good, and 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 I, I really believe, especially when you look at a team like the Packers and different teams that need another receiver. I, yes. I like I said, when I look at it, he is a guy that, you know, he's a player that could possibly, you could have third or fourth round. Depends on how, you know, if, if some of the top guys start to slide a little bit, then the, of course the lower guys are going to slide Which at the same time, which is funny to me because when you have a class full of capable running backs, you got some media talking heads that will say, hey, um, what we should do, guys, is, what teams should do is draft the other positions, let the running backs fall, and then that means you can get uh, some of the third, fourth round guys, fifth, sixth round. Well, yeah. and that's a good, that's a, that's a real good thought process. Well, don't, well, in this class with receivers, do the same thing. Like, if that's the case, but yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm just saying. If yeah. it depends on depends on what my team needs are, but when I look at Courtney Davis, man, like I said, he gives me some Stephon Diggs feel. I really believe he he's a guy that you can help that you can help finish develop. You can move him around. He has alignment versatility. Uh, but like I said, you look at the Packers. I know Aaron Rodgers would love to have a guy that can run routes, that can get over the top of defenses, but also has a big enough frame to go up um, and play above his head, above the rim. I really want to see how he plays this weekend. Uh, let me see. I'm, I remember he's on the North team, so he's got mm-hmm. he's got Jordan Love and and Anthony yep. uh, Gordon and Sh- oh God, Shea Patterson. Um, let's exclude him from that discussion. But um, uh, Jordan Love and Anthony Gordon at the quarterback position. If you know he's on and he's on the same team as um, and he's got some competition over there. Yeah, Antonio Gandy Golden from Liberty, yeah. Denzel yep. Mims, Michael Pittman, James Porsche, Porsche yep. from SMU. He's got a lot of t- he's got there's a lot yeah. of talent over there that he has yeah, to show up and put man. A lot of yeah. competition, bro. So that's all I'm saying, man. Is I want to see how he plays and, and how he fares this weekend. Yeah, I like I like Davis too. Think about he's a legit six two, mm-hmm. and he can and he can and he can run. He's not he's not KJ Hamler, but he can still he can run. Like he's going to run a four four. That's that's legit NFL speed right there. He can get deep on people. And the thing usually with tall guys, they don't got hips. But Courtney Davis got hips. Like he's going, he's going to sink his hips and explode out of that out route, and you're not going to be able to do nothing with it. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I like this kid. Yeah, I think I'm almost ready to call him. A, yeah, I'm almost ready to call him a sleeper because nobody's talking about him yet because the receiver class is so deep. But that kid is good. Hey, explosiveness. You know, he's got good change of direction. All I'm saying. You, this is a guy you can get, man. I'm telling you, mid round, day maybe yep. late, you know, late day two with the, you know, third round, early day three in the fourth round. This is a, yep. this is a guy. This is the guy you want to get, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So I'm gonna go and I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into these defensive backs. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. yeah so a lot of them. 
Yeah, kid I like is Darnay Holmes out of yeah. UCLA. UCLA. Mm-hmm. Yep. Five. He's not tall. He's five ten, one ninety eight, but he is he is sticky in coverage. Like he he be in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. He um he's got he he's got he's got wheels. You go back to his twenty eighteen tape against Oklahoma. Uh, Hollywood Brown took him on a go route. And he was right there with Hollywood Brown. He wasn't going nowhere. <laughs> and I was like, I saw, I saw, that's all I needed to say. I'm like, oh, okay, he can run, run. Okay. And and he, uh, even in senior bowl practices today, after two days, like the star of the senior bowl practice has been uh, Florida wide receiver Van Jefferson. He's been, yep. he been, you know, he been roasting everybody. This guy is his nemesis because Darnay Holmes been giving it giving it to him. Like they like from what I've seen today, like Darnay Holmes versus Van Jefferson has been must must see TV because they've been going back and forth. and I know like if this guy was, you know, six one or something like that, he'd be in the first round. Mm-hmm. Like hands down. And but he's not. So thing and the thing about him is he can tackle. Usually, you know, corners they don't tackle. They they just talk, throw themselves at your ankles or something like that. This kid tackles. He yeah. just he wraps up. He hits you. So in the league, he's probably going to start off in the nickel or something like that. But I think you can blitz him off the nickel. He can be that type of player. He can be that physical nickel cornerback for you. And he's gonna he's gonna stay with slot receivers. He can play on the outside too. He plays outside at UCLA, so he can play on the outside too. Only limitation is his height, so he might get mossed every now and then. Yeah, but <laughs> he is hit. But I think he's a good. I think he's going to be a good player, like early. Nice. I like that. Yeah, his name has been popping up a lot um, from how mm-hmm. he's performed in practices. Um, on my next, I'm I'm still sticking with the offensive side of the ball, but out on the I think it's the South team. They are pretty stacked at tight end, man. Harrison Bryant, Josiah DeGuara, Jared Pinkney, and then Steven Sullivan um, from LSU. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm go- actually going to go with Harrison Bryant. I want to uh, – he- he's a guy that I want to pay attention to. And-, and-, and in a class that doesn't have a clear – for most people, doesn't have a clear number one tight end. You know, this is not last year when you had Noah Fine and um, – oh, man, I'm drawing a blink. <laughs> uh, TJ uh, Hawkinson. Yeah, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. When, you know, you, you may not have those two, but this is a quality. I think there's some quality tight ends here. You know, yeah, you got, you know, Irv Smith was like a third, fourth round pick. This is a Dawson Knox, you know, another talented young um, receiving weapon at the tight end position. So when yeah. I'm looking at it, man, and, and right now, with, like I said, with this class not being. Uh, it, it's not top heavy or anything like you don't really know who is the lead guy at the tight end position for um, you know for this class Harrison Bryant could step out of that man he could step out of that he's 6'5 240 he's got the frame he's got the uh, you know the, the tools the body the, the long arms he can do a lot of different things so I want to he's 21 years old and I, like I said I just want to see how he blocks how he handles um, you know uh, blocking and of course, what he looks like when he's running these routes against these against these SEC, ACC, Pac-12, yeah. those guys, Big Ten guys, how does he handle the coverage? How does he handle the coverages, man? Um, because at the end of the day, there are a lot. There are going to be some teams that's looking for tight ends. The Patriots yeah. need a tight end. The Patriots yep. desperately need a tight end. You know. And everybody wants two of them now. Hey, listen. Talk about it. Everybody wants two tight ends. Look what the yeah. look what your Eagles are doing. Dallas Goddard yeah. and Zach Ertz, two uh, quality tight ends. One is elite, and I truly and I said this. Dallas Goddard was the best tight end in his class to me. I I said that you know when he, before he was yeah. drafted, and mm-hmm. I you know I I had him. I was mocking him to the Dallas Cowboys because at the time Jason Witten had just retired and they needed a tight end. And here come your yeah, Eagles that makes sense. In, in the second round and saying no that's not going to happen. We're going to take him, even though we got Zach Ertz 
This is the Simply Fantasy Football. We're going to take a guy just so you don't get the guy. So, yeah, that's exactly that's what, that's what they were hating. That's pretty they much what they hard. did. They, they, it's pretty much what they did. They, they were some, they were some, uh, some blockers, and it is what it is, some tight end mm-hmm. blockers, technically. Uh, but that, and it worked out for you guys because I think if Dallas Goddard went to a team like Dallas or, or, or New England or New Orleans or whatever the case may be, he could be a top tier tight end in the league. Jacksonville yeah. can oh, use a tight definitely. end. Jacksonville could oh. definitely use a tight end right now. Exactly. Yeah. Funny thing about Goddard is he's a better athlete than Zach Ertz is yes. as far as, you know, like running. And he, well, he's already a better blocker. And what well, thing is, they drafted Ert, They drafted Goddard because he does everything well that Zach Ertz doesn't do well. Mm-hmm. Like and Zach, you know, Zach is just pretty much a big wide receiver. He runs excellent routes and he's got great hands, but he can't run after the catch and he can't block. Mm-hmm. But Dallas Goddard does that. Dallas Goddard is an excellent blocker and he can run after the catch. And now he's getting his routes down and his his hands is always good. And they they complement each other perfectly. Exactly. So I'm just saying, man, right now you need two tight ends if you know to to, to gotcha. really I mean look at look at the Ravens. Ravens have three. Nick Boyle, Mark Andrews. Yeah, and yeah Ravens got three of them. Three tight ends, man. And they play them all three and it's, yeah. And they and, play all three of them. Exactly. And like I said, Harrison Bryant's the guy that I'm just I just want to see my thing is because when you look at especially for him, can you stand out? With Josiah DeGuar, mm-hmm. who they're using as an H-back, fullback, and tight end. Um, you know, and he's, you know, kind of on the shorter side. I think he's like 6'2", uh, maybe 240, somewhere in there. Uh, but mm-hmm. he, 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 run good, he runs good routes. He's quick, things like that. But then one of the bigger names coming into the season was Jared Pinckney from, from Vanderbilt. So you have some names over there and some quality guys. Can Harrison Bryant stack up and stand out on his own roster? Yeah, how about that? How about that? Because that that's a loaded roster. I mean, it, it, that's just what it is. Can you stand up in, in, in your own tight end room? When, when when this weekend is over, can can Scout say Harrison Bryant was the best tight end, not only in the game, but in his, on his own side of the ball, his own roster? Can they say that? Mm-hmm. I want to see what he, I want to see what he can do. Yeah, that's gonna be good. And another thing, real quick, another tight end you mentioned, uh, Stephen Sullivan from, mm-hmm. from LSU. Yeah, they've been talking about him today. Basically, the word I got from him is he's uncoverable in drills. Hmm. So I'm like, I haven't even seen this kid yet. So I'm like, okay, this, I, this you think of LSU class could be better than people expect it to be. Yeah, it's, it's probably going to creep up on you. You're not going to know it, know the names until late. But um, yeah, I mean, I this kid, I never even heard of. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I heard yeah, of Thaddeus so, Moss, but I never heard of uh, um, yeah. Stephen Sullivan. <laughs> but yeah, but I have now, and now I'm gonna see what he's about. Exactly. We're gonna we're, we're gonna end end with uh, one more. So, what's your last guy that you want to kind of show uh, out on the watch list? Yeah, uh, Joshua Kelly, running back out of UCLA. I liked him uh, even before the Senior Bowl. He's a big kid. Well, yeah, I get one. Well, you can say big kid. Uh, running back nowadays, he weighed in at five ten to fourteen, mm, and yeah, and he moves like he's about two hundred pounds. Mm. He's got he's got quick feet, he's got hips, and and he's and he's shifty. He got he can make moves. He he's not uh he's not a north south guy. He can get north south, but if the hole is not there, he can create something on his own. And he can and he can run for a big yardage, and like now they put him through passing drills at the Senior Bowl, and he's showing he can catch. Not only can he catch, he can run routes too. Mm-hmm. So he is he's turning heads at the at, so far. Everything I've seen is he's been the best running back on the field at the Senior Bowl, which is not it's not really surprising for me. He I think he's going to climb up draft boards as time goes on because he's got he's, he's the blend of power and speed that every that every team is looking for now. I like it. I like that. Um, I mean, right now with, with, with this running back class, and it was, it, this was going to be kind of a deep class, to be honest, you know. Travis Etienne ruined it. Bro. Najee Harris, <laughs> Chuba Hubbard, yeah. all three of them. All what three of those thinking? guys, man. I'm just like, bro. Now, I will say this. I think this is a, 
the to quote the great Antonio Brown, who now has a arrest warrant, a warrant mm-hmm. for his arrest. Um, yeah. You know, oh how the mighty have fallen. I, I will say this: I'm I'm definitely praying for him, man. I spent yeah, three or four yeah. years working in the mental um, mental yes. health field. Yeah, he needs mental help. Mental health is a yeah, mental health is a real he needs thing, help. and yeah, he needs he needs yes, he needs help. He needs to accept help. He exactly, needs, like let somebody help him because mental health is a real, real thing, and it should not be taken lightly. Exactly. I mean, we see what we see what's going on with Delonte West, former uh, NBA yeah. point guard yeah. man. Yeah. I don't want to see the same thing happen to Antonio Brown, bro. So no, legitimately, no. you know, you know, prayers to him, and I hope he gets himself together. And, and mm-hmm. gets the help, but accepts the help. But yes. you know that you know. For me, man, it's just it's crazy. You know, it, it's legitimately crazy with how you look at this CBA, and mm-hmm. there's talks about how they're, they're trying to get the. I think they want to get rid of the fifth. They either want to get rid of the fifth year option. From what I remember reading, they want to get rid of the fifth year option, but they also want to shrink. They want to uh, to lessen and shrinking shrinking the, um, the rookie contracts. The rookie contracts. Shorten those uh, contracts, okay. man. Shorten those deals. Um, mm-hmm. Because right now, I mean, you got guys that are waiting five years mm-hmm. before they can re up and get and really get exactly. paid. So, yeah, and, and honestly, like for a running back, it's almost better to be drafted in the second round. Than exactly, exactly. You know, because you look at Alvin Kamara. And, and Christian McCaffrey, right? McCaffrey to yeah. me is the is is the better player by by a, a, a decent amount. I, I like him yeah. as an overall better player, completely better receiver, and I think he's a better runner. But yeah. Alvin Kamara is a really good player, right? So now Alvin Kamara is like, hey, you got maybe one year left of me, bro, and it's gonna be yeah. time to, to pay me. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know like, what I'm saying? Alvin Christian Kamara, McCaffrey yeah. can't say that. He's got like two years left. Yeah, Kam- yeah, Kamara's going to get paid before McCaffrey. McCaffrey's going to have to hold out. He's going to have to, yeah. He's going to have to. That's he's going to have to hold out. He's going to have to hold out. And he's, what he's going to have to do is in the, in the offseason start, I wouldn't show up until training camp. Like, yeah, I, no. You know what I'm saying? Maybe mini camp, you know, just so you can get the playbook down and stuff like that. I'm, yeah, no. I'm, cr- I'm cramming the playbook, and that's about it. I'm not doing anything because you ran me into the ground this year. You yeah, know, no, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing anything physical with you guys until no. late training camp. I'm just uh, preserve your body. <laughs> if they don't want to pay you, preserve your body. But that's what I think that may be the root to the issue with the running backs. And a lot of these mm-hmm. other guys is like, you know what, guys, we can go back. We can make, pro- you know, be, uh, we could probably make more money. Mm-hmm. Next year, they probably yeah, they probably think they want to. They probably think they can be first round picks. Exactly, and I think Chuba to me, Chuba Hubbard and Travis Etienne are the one and two that truly could jump into that first round. Uh, mm-hmm. Repeat performances of how well they've played uh, in, in you know in the twenty nineteen season. But you know, like I said, and then of course Travis Etienne, I guess he doesn't want to leave one with that bad taste in his mouth getting blown up by LSU. So mm. I, I understand it, but so if they come back and they get paid. And, and and if there's shorter deals, I get it. But this running back clash was supposed to be deep, and like I said, with, with, with Kelly, um, you know, the young kid from uh, what school was that? Was that UCLA? Yeah, UCLA. UCLA. He, if he can come out and, and sh- like you said, remember Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt, yeah. man, they eat the Shrine Bowl a couple years ago. Um, Philip Lindsay, you, yep. you can get a you can get a quality back, and you can have more tape on him. And seeing how they play up against better competition, mm-hmm. um, so let's see that that was your last guy. I don't, I'm I'm looking, man, and I got because I had a whole list. Yeah, I'm not, I, mean, <laughs> I don't want to go to the big name like a Javon Kinlaw or anything like that. I'm going to go to Alabama. Yeah. I'm going to the defense side of the ball. Terrell Lewis, Terrell Lewis, yep. you know, long, twitchy, athletic uh, pass rusher, and but a guy that has had injuries, and if he can stay healthy. And not just, you know, of course, if he can make it through the, the whole senior bowl and everything like that, if he can go through and, and he can stay healthy for his NFL career, I think he can have a very productive one. But he is Yeah, he's a type of type of um edge rusher that like you said, with his with his frame, he knows how to he knows how to convert speed to power. That's never that's never really been a problem for him. I yep. really I, I truly 
like his uh, physical makeup because he is a a a, a physical uh, looking guy. He is, he has a good frame. He's nice and cut. He's strong. But like I said, he has a good first step off the line, and, and, and with his length, be able to bull rush, give him one arm stab, keep the outside arm free, fight through. Um, you know, swim moves, you name it. He, you know, he has to continue develop himself as a as a pass rusher. But if he can, uh, you know, hold the edge against the run game this weekend, if he can rush the passer and get after whatever quarterback is on the opposite team, that's going to look good for him. I'm not saying he's going to be a first or second round pick, but third, fourth, fourth round mm-hmm. and get, in, get onto a team. I mean, you got a team like the Baltimore Ravens that could use him. You know, there's a lot of teams that you could never have too many pass rushers. You yeah, can never yeah, have too many pass rushers. Yeah, he's going – and he's uh, he's scheme versatile, too. You can put him in the 3-4. He can stand up and mm-hmm. rush the passer, or he can put his hand in the dirt. All depends on what you want to do. And the thing, like, thing about him is his length is going is what's going to uh, help him out so much because he can get off the ball. He's an athlete and all that. Uh, he needs to get a little bit stronger. But with that length, he all he needs to do is get if he bend that edge a little bit, he can just stick his arm out, and he's going to have he's going to have a, a handful of jersey at a quarterback because his arms is just his arms and his legs. He's all arms and legs, so he he's going to get outside some of these tackles. He's going to cause some holding penalties. He that kid is good. I just think all he needs to do is stay healthy and develop. Facts, I agree with you. Let's jump over to uh, as we get ready to close the show out. On this, on this, this last segment, we're going to talk about two guys. You, you can name two guys. I'll name two guys that has the most pressure to perform Saturday afternoon. I'm gonna let you go ahead and kick it off. Uh, first guy, I got. I don't know if he's got a whole lot of pressure to perform, but he, uh, it's, he's got pressure on him in a sense that he has a clear weakness to his game, and mm-hmm. he needs to show scouts that he's uh, at least has the ability to play it, and that is the linebacker, Evan Weaver, from Cal. Mm. He is, like, just for me, I think he he is uh, about 15, he came into the league about 15 years too late. He is an old-school middle linebacker that's going to just mess up everything in the box. He's going to stuff the run. He's going to read his keys. He's going to whoop up, a, whoop up on a offensive lineman, and he's going to knock the running back on his butt. But that's not the league anymore. Thing is, offensive coordinators are going to put him in space. They're going to run some screens. They're going to make him run sideline to sideline. And they're going to ask, and they're going to see if he can cover. And that's a big weakness to his game. So they have to, he has to see whether he can cover. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure some, some scout, somebody then told him, we're watching to see if you can cover so anytime you've got scouts watching you specifically for one thing, you're gonna to have to make sure that one thing is perfect. Yeah. So I think that I think yeah, I think he's got pressure on him. Um uh, the other one is is I'm I'm gonna take the easy one. I'm gonna say Jalen Hurts. <laughs> just yep. just prove that you can play, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, yeah, uh, can, can like, you know, you got legit well, it's the Lions and the Bengals, but you still got legit NFL coaches there. And they they need to you need to be able to process the information that they give you. You need to go through your reads, go through your progressions. You're gonna have to show them like, are you a legit quarterback or are you Tim Tebow or are you angling to be Taysom Hill? You, he right. it's it's I mean I don't I, everybody I don't think anybody can definitively say what Jalen Hurts is. So he's gonna have to come out there and he's gonna have to show show them. I'm a quarterback, or I'm just a guy that's going to do anything to stay in the league. Which one are you? True, and, Dan, and, and that's 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 a very good point, especially with Jalen Hurts. Um, like I said, with Evan Weaver, you got to be able to show that you have the 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 fluidity in your hips, the quick feet, mm-hmm. and, and that you're not just a big, you know, strong, powerful, um, you know, ISO. ISO uh, type of linebacker that is going to take on the mm-hmm. ISO blocker like it's you know 1994. You, yeah. you need to be able to drop back in the coverage. We all know that. But there yeah. is a role for you on the first. You know, you may not be a three-down guy. You could be a first and second down guy. And, and maybe they use you as a blitz on third down, whatever the case may be. You know, they, they, somebody could find a role for him. But when it comes down to Jalen Hurts, it's, it's come out of Alabama. He was nowhere near yeah. polished. 
He was mechanical. He was robotic. And that's something that I remember hearing them uh, talk about with, with Lincoln Riley saying that he wanted to make him more fluid as a passer. Um, he, he throws a good, he throws a good, I, I would say a good deep ball, mainly because he puts a lot of touch on it, right? Yeah. He doesn't have a good arm. Um, he, he doesn't anticipate well. His mm-hmm. accuracy is spotty at best. Um, yep. you know, his, his footwork, he, he, he tends to be too much of a one reading and run type of quarterback. You want to get what through, yeah, yeah, exactly. What footwork. <laughs> you want to be able to look through your reads, trust your offensive linemen, learn how to move in the pocket. It's crazy to me. When you look at Peyton Manning and Drew Brees and Tom Brady, yes, their style of quarterback is right now being, ext- it's starting to become extinct. Yes. Quote unquote. Mm-hmm. For now, because all, history repeats itself. It will come back when teams tired of losing a running quarterback to season in the injuries and different things like that. But yeah, exactly. You, my thing is, I would take my athletic. If I'm a coach, I'm taking my athletic quarterback. We're going into the film room, and you're going to watch how those non-athletic white quarterbacks moved. Yeah. How they moved yeah. in the pocket, how they shifted, how they slid, how they stepped up to avoid yes. the pressure. You don't always have to get out of the pocket and run. You can man, you can manipulate the pocket, manipulate yes. pressures, and get to an open spot and make a mm-hmm. throw. And that's what that's called next level quarterbacking. Exactly. Yeah, it's cool to run and gun and everything else, but if, when they tell you that hey, we're not letting you out the pocket, you need to be able to win from there. Not saying you exactly. got to stand like a statue, but just shift a little bit. Slide to the right. Find that open lane and make that throw. And he has to be able to do those things and show teams that he can consistently do those things. He looks good. I saw he, he looked pretty decent um, against air when they were running kind of like, you know, the just the offense. They were running some routes and everything, working on yeah, plays. Yeah, seven on seven drills you know, yeah, and all he, of he that. Looked, he looked solid. He looked solid uh, when they didn't have a defense. But what happens when, you're, when your receivers – are seeing press coverage. Yeah. You you don't have C D Lamb. You know, now you do have some talented receivers, but you know, you look at him at Oklahoma, he did struggle when he did not when he couldn't get the ball to C D Lamb. Yeah, he couldn't like when they take when they take away his first read, he's like, okay, what well, I do now. He was the same way in Alabama. When he had Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley had I think over nine hundred yards. Yep. Nobody he, he could not get the ball to anybody else. I believe Jerry Judy was on that team as well. Couldn't get the mm-hmm. ball to anybody else. And that was a yeah. problem for me. So I'm with you on that. For me, I'm sticking with the quarterback position. I'm saying Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert uh is a polarizing guy. He came in and we all know he was what? QB uh he was in a discussion for one QB or two. one. He was QB yeah. one or two. Then Joe Burrow happened. And it was just like, Well, you're QB three now, sir. And he said, Wait, but Tua got hurt. Yeah, Tua was ahead of schedule now. You're still QB three. Like yeah. don't, <laughs> don't, don't get it twisted. So yeah. with him, you know, he needs to and he's and from all the reports and what I've seen at practice, he looks good. You know what I'm saying? He's making he's yeah. making the plays, he's making the necessary reads and throws. I, for me, it was always the wow factor with a guy with so much physical tools. I was always yeah. I was I'm I'm enamored to see see the wild moment, the wild play. Show mm-hmm. me that. Not just running for three touchdowns against um, who was it? Wisconsin in the um, Rose Bowl, but I'm saying with your lively arm, I want to see you chuck that bad boy 50 yards and drop bombs. Drop those, yeah. those passes over the top of the defense. You know, he yeah. throws a good seam route, but I need to see more. The consistency. Sometimes he looks, and, and for me, it's like sometimes he looked engaged, sometimes he looked disengaged, and that was alarming right. to me. That was like he's just going through the motions. Yeah, it was just like, oh, I'm just here, man. And then other mm-hmm. games, it's like, okay, I'm locked in, and boom, the ball's coming out, fire, ball's firing out on time, things like that. I just want to see him play with a with, with a, a fire lit under him. Um, and I think maybe the senior bowl could be the start of that, you know, yeah, to prove so. NFL teams like, hey, I'm the leader, I'm that guy. Trust me, I'm going to show you this Saturday. So he's a guy. He's one of the guys I think who has a lot of pressure on him mm-hmm. uh, to perform. Um, and and so where's my next guy at? Ah, I almost lost him. For me, it's Javon Kinlaw. Um, Javon Kinlaw right now is is a top fifteen prospect. He's six yep. six three, what three hundred and ten pounds, three somewhere in there. He is mm-hmm. a physical freak. And yes. I, I was watching practice today, and they were doing running run blocking drills. And mm-hmm. offensive linemen were getting mad trying to block him one on one because first of all yep. he's he's been unblockable. But they said they, um, Tom, I think not was it Todd McShay, 
one one of the uh, somebody was, was that was reporting was t- talking about how the think what's happening Jay. He said the offensive linemen were getting upset because in a run blocking drill he was using pass rush moves to beat <laughs> them. And I was I laughed I laughed because what you got to understand is he he's he's legitimately using his extremely long arms. He's locking you out and he's either ripping, he's swimming, or he's just shoving yep. you out the way. You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. And that's what's going to happen in, in, in the NFL, guys. Like, I'm sorry. You exactly. think Aaron Donald yeah. is just going to just wrestle with you? No. He's going to toss you, he's going to shed you, or he's going to rip through you and get to your running back or your quarterback. That's just what it is. So exactly. I want to see Javon Kinlaw come out Saturday. And because to me, he's, I don't think he's even scratched his surface yet. So I want to see him come out and be dominant. I'm talking about lineup and, and get pressures. Get TFLs, get sacks, mm-hmm. cause disruptance, be disruptive. I want to see him do those things because he is the caliber of player to do so. And I think if he comes out and he even, even if he's not super, not even if he's not dominant, but he plays very well, he solidifies himself as a top fifteen pick. And a team like the Panthers, who need an interior D lineman, or in some of the other teams in the top fifteen, maybe a team mm-hmm. even tries to trade up for you because you're that good. I'm just saying, man. He's a freak of nature, another athletic, uh, you know, kind of, you know, that size, power, speed guy. That's why, that's why I love about watching him. So he's he's my last guy who I think has a lot of pressure on him to just come out. Do like I said, unlike Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert, where they have to answer some questions. For for him, all he has to do is show up and perform. That's yeah, it. that's yeah. Show I mean, yeah, I I saw a rep. Uh, they were doing practice. Uh, they had to. They they were doing beating double teams. Yes. And they had they had two guys on Javon Kinlaw, and he beat the double team. He he faked to the outside and didn't and did a dip when he dipped his shoulder, and one guy just flew over top of him. Like one guy didn't even touch him, <laughs> and he blew and he did a swim move past the other guy. I mean that's a double team, and these guys are lining up an inch away from your face. And one guy can't even touch you. And I looked at that one rep. I was like, go ahead home, big dog. You don't even know. You need to show yeah, nothing yeah. else. You don't even belong here. You don't belong here. Yeah, he's legitimately bigger, stronger, faster than whoever. I mean, but shout out to uh, the LSU center, Lloyd Cushenberry. He's the only one that looked that didn't get embarrassed against mm-hmm. Javon Kenlaw. So yeah. shout out to him. But Definitely. other than that, he... He's doing whatever he wants to out there. Pretty much. Pretty, he's pretty much doing whatever he wants to do. And it, it's just funny to me, man, because he, he, Javon Kinlaw is so good. And, and like yeah. I said, at the same time, I don't think he's – I don't think he's at it. He, he's not at his peak. He has not even reached the, the tip of the iceberg for him. You know, he, he, oh, no. yeah. he, he's not there yet. He, he still can, can finish, develop, and become – Possibly one of the better interior disruptors in the NFL. Yeah, um, yeah, because yeah, like because last year they asked him to put on weight, mm-hmm. and he's and that was a mistake because it, it took away from some of his speed. This year he's he's dropped weight. He's dropped about 15, 20 pounds, and this is the results you get. So he, I think he recently said that he might want to come down a little bit more to get even a little bit more quicker. But he is just scratching the surface of what he can be because he ain't, he ain't even got his body right yet. No. So no. once he gets in, man, get him into a strength and conditioning program. It's over. The sky's the limit for him. It's over. It's a, it's a wrap because to me he's still a little raw as a prospect. Um, mm-hmm. He still because he, he he still plays a little high. They were coaching him yep. up on that today. Uh, you know, stay low. You know, shoot off the ball, shoot straight into the into the chest plate and the breastplate of the offensive lineman. You get inside of them. Don't let them get inside of your chest, inside of your pads. You control mm-hmm. them. Don't let them control you. Things like that. Listen, I remember first time I actually saw, I actually popped on his tape. I was actually, I wasn't even studying him. I was studying, I was looking at Tua versus South Carolina. And Tua mm-hmm. dropped back. And he bull rushed the yep. guard. And he was like, who is that? I, I, know they, I know exactly this play that you're talking like, about. I said, excuse me? I hit pause. I was like, <laughs> like, I was like who is that? Who is this? Like, who, 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 hey, excuse me. Who, what grown man do y'all have yes. lined up in college football? 
He's yes. obviously an NFL lineman because this isn't right. Like that was yes. as soon as the ball snapped, he bull rushed and just tossed the guard yeah. to the ground. I was like, well, and he sacked Tua, and I know I felt bad for yes. Tua. I'm like, that's a big man. Tua's like six yeah. foot five, eleven, six foot mm-hmm. in there. You know, and, two yeah. maybe two hundred pounds. This is six that six was, three three oh five whatever. That was aggravated assault. Exactly. So I'm just like, man. <laughs> That's scary, and then the fact yeah. of the matter is, he's going. He's just going to get better. He just continues to get better. So mm-hmm. th- that's listen, man. It, it was fun. It, you know, that's our show, guys. Continue. Like mm-hmm. I said, we thank y'all for joining us. Continue to support us and be there for us. Be there with us. Take this ride to the NFL draft with us, man. We yes. will be here not just for the draft season, like how I did last year. We just did draft season. After the draft, we you know the show kind of no. We're going to be talking college football all the way through the 2020 season as well. We're going to be yeah. on weekly shows, all that good stuff. This is going to be strictly college football, NFL draft podcast. That's what mm-hmm. it is, ladies and gentlemen. So, as always, I'm Damian Parson. That's Eugene Holt. Y'all get yep. ready for the Senior Bowl. NFL draft season is here. Mock draft is on the way. Big board's almost done. And I got some scouting reports coming for you. So, as always, it's a lot of content. We will be back next week to recap the uh, Senior Bowl and what some things we liked, we disliked. And who made them some money and uh, who dropped some change on the floor. So, listen, guys, I'm Damian Parson. That's Eugene Holt. Y'all have a good night. Good night.